Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Sharks take down the Pittsburgh Penguins five to nothing. You are tuned in to Teal Town USA After Dark. I am your host, Eric Landy. You all know the drill, but if you're new here and you want to be a part of the show, please hit us up on the YouTube chat. I will take a look and I'll be actually uh, needing all of your guys' input and ladies' uh, input tonight because I am running solo. But you can also hit us up on Teal Town USA on the Twitter machine, of course, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, you name it, we got it. <laughs> and then also check out all of the great content on TealTownUSA.com. You know, all I can say, folks, is where has this been <laughs> for the last uh, four and a half months of, of the season? Because, good Lord, the Sharks just bust out the offensive show tonight and not just among one person but spread amongst a bunch of different forwards and it, it just it it floors me on beginning the sharks just had the the foot you know the floor uh excuse me <laughs> the pedal to the metal foot to the floor uh no audio uh-oh i'm it looks like i'm i'm coming in here uh let's take a look and see uh Okay, let's try that again. Okay, cool. I'm I'm glad I am uh, <laughs> not going crazy here. Uh, okay, Raphael saying that the audio is back. Oh, thank you, Skylar Greenberg, for the uh, for the super chat donation. Penguins haven't been the same since Dilly punched Malkin in his face. <laughs> Hashtag Dilly Dilly. <laughs> He's not wrong. No, he's not. I mean, AJ, I mean, you saw that first goal. Is it was it just something different that the Sharks were doing or just yeah, they were up pressing or I, I don't know <laughs> what I, I, I can't explain it. They were moving their feet. And by the way, my name is not Puck Guy 14, uh, but sorry. Uh, but they were moving he's their AJ feet tonight. I haven't strong. I haven't seen the Sharks play like this in quite some time. Um, the, the, <laughs> just that cane goal, how many times have we seen it just like in the last couple of games that Kane's gotten that breakaway opportunity, wasn't able to bury it. And this time it was like, Oh, EP 
peasy. And, you know, Jari is a solid goalie. Like, they have a goalie issue yeah. in Pittsburgh. So, yeah. to see what's going I, I, I on just, there. I mean, this is their sixth straight loss. Now, granted, I'm totally excited for how well, uh, how hard the Sharks played tonight. But don't want to get too crazy. This is the third and four nights and Anna or Anaheim did beat Pittsburgh last night in SoCal. So, you know, the Pittsburgh is a little worse for wear right now on this roadie. Yeah, I mean, coming into the game tonight, Christian Yari or Tristan Yari had a nine twenty seven save percentage, uh, with a two point two three goals against average. So that is I mean, those are not slouch like numbers for sure. So no. I, I you know, I think I think it's kind of a kind of the sharks getting into the groove and and really you know playing some really good hockey and and uh kicking the penguins while they're down you know so <laughs> well i love it that the you know the sharks took advantage of what appeared to be a bad change by the penguins uh but can we talk about the, <laughs> the elephant in the room when they called the scoring it was even the, the the little score strip popped out, and Randy announced it assists by Vlasic and Hurdle. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. I saw that too floating around. I, you know, it's uh, I don't know, wishful thinking maybe. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, but uh, that would be. You know, the the extent of the scoring in that first period, like I said, Evander Kane with his 22nd, Vlasic with the uh, with the assist there. Going into that second period, Timo Meyer scoring 11-12 into the second period, making it 2-0. That's Timo's 21st on the season. Just a kind of a good passing it around the horn, getting it over to Timo, and, you know, he, he sniped it in, and those are the kind of goals that we want to see Timo score. You know, I think he's got both the ability to be that chaos in front of the net, but he's also got a wicked shot when he uses it. So it was good to see him use his tools. Well, the the best part of that for me was the fact that he fed it over and then almost immediately said, bring it back. I got this and just sniped it. Uh, <laughs> to, again, another guy who has been kind of in the doghouse a little bit lately. I mean, both Kane and, and Timo, you could see like more is expected from them, you know, and we've lost some key guys. You are the ones that need to step up. And tonight, I mean, geez, imagine if we had this team since October. I, I know. I, I, I know. I just, I cannot get over the <laughs> well, I shouldn't say it. this team, the, this effort since the beginning. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. This this effort kind of felt like it's coming out of nowhere. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I can't tell I can't tell the listeners what it is mentally about this team that changes game to game to game. <sighs> but, uh, you know, if, if they would have put forth this effort, you know, at the beginning of the season, you know, those four first games against Vegas, I think the season would have turned out quite different than it is now. And and there's been dips and there has been, you know, peaks and valleys in the effort. It's waned and it's waxed. And, you know, I, I, again, I, I don't know if that comes down to coaching. You know, it's it, if it's the, the coaching not necessarily getting the most effort out of the group or if it's preparation, 
you know, whether whether they prepare differently, I, I, I don't know. And, and that's what's most flabbergasting about this season is that you see these moments of domination and then you see these moments of utter stupidity. You know, utter <laughs> stupidity, utter, utter ineptitude. I don't know what else to, to, you know, to how else to to characterize it. But you know, it's so Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde this team, and and I I, I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't get it. Well, I I mean, I don't know if it's the return of Couture sparking something. Maybe that could be it. But uh, I'll I'll take it at this point. Um, you know, keep keep her going, boys, and. The whole thing is you got more at home, you know, keep this going, whatever you're doing, just try to roll this. You know, you're not going to the playoffs. Take this opportunity to end on a positive note. Yeah. And I mean, positive note, well, let's talk about Joel Shellman. I mean, he's get he's got his th- third on the season um, and he's putting together a little bit of a role here. I like, I love his chemistry with Sorensen. It seems like him and his country mate just have this, you know, this ability to raise each other's games. Um, you saw Sorensen kind of get the, the puck on the half boards. He, he takes a, a Pittsburgh defender and then he's able to pop the puck back out into the play, um, into the, into the center ice, which is uh, an area that the Sharks really needed to, to put their stamp on, you know, get a territorial edge. Cause we hadn't seen that in their play in a while. And they dominated the slot tonight. And Joel Shellman was able to execute, go far side, and beat Tristan Yari. And there you go. The Sharks are up 3-0. And that came 14-15 into the, into the second period. And Sorensen with his ninth assist. So, and Sorensen, hello, another guy who's been in the doghouse recently. Was a healthy scratch a few weeks ago. So, Yeah, yeah, no. I, and, and so... Like I was telling the listeners beforehand and the viewers beforehand uh, on the previous episode, it's basically we're coming down to a process game, right? Where you you are looking now at individuals, um, the way that they're able to advance their own process into the game. We're able to see them mature kind of in front of us with game to game to game kind of thinking towards next season and and trying to cement their spots in the lineup and right now what Joel Shulman is showing us is that he deserves to be you know in that second six so to speak you know it's definitely cementing a cementing a spot in that second six maybe you know maybe this is a a dark horse candidate to kind of replace the the Barkley Goodrow Swiss Army knife, so to speak. You know that that hole that's been left there because of uh, Barkley's departure. Well, you, you got 17 games left. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody else gets a call up just to see, like, hey, what can this guy give us for a couple of games? Let's at least see how he handles life playing against the big boys. But yeah, I'm liking Shellman so far. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him playing on the big club next season, especially use these last 17 games to show that you want to be here. I am so down with that right now. I'm digging this kid so far, small sample size. You know, that's the whole thing is a lot of these guys, 
they'll hit the rut. You know, they hit the wall after 10, 12 games, and then you don't see them for a while. Let's see if Shellman can maintain this all the way till April 4th. Yeah, continue to bring the same level of effort, continue to bring the same mental awareness um, to the ice that he's bringing right now, and just the ability to... Uh, grind it out, you know, have be a really gritty four checker, be a really gritty grinder. Um, that, that's what this team needs. So it, it's good to see him kind of fill the void a little bit. And uh, yeah, I'm liking him paired up with Sorensen. Maybe they can make that. Uh, I don't know if that was a, if they were changing forwards and it was, they just happened to be on the ice at the same time, but we saw it in that shorthanded goal the the previous game. They they just seem to have some kind of chemistry together. I don't know if they're speaking Swedish back and forth to each other or what, <laughs> but you know, I, I want some more on that of that cooking. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And if you're the Penguins, you got to be going. The fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we straight trade, losses. Yeah, we trade for Karna Sherry and for uh, Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, come on now, you know, we're, we're supposed to be Stanley Cup contenders, and they get blown out by one of the worst teams in the league. Well, it, dude, hear me out. Since Marlowe left the Sharks, the Sharks are undefeated, and the Penguins <laughs> and the Penguins haven't won a game. I'm just saying, strange things are happening. Oh my god! Oh my god! Maybe maybe he is the locker room cancer. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Nah, no, nah, we love you, Patty, uh, and we miss you. But uh, yeah, no, it's good to see the Sharks again. At least just from rooting from individual perspectives, rooting for uh, maturation of of players going into next season it's good to see it's good to see it's it's something that we can take a little bit of solace out of this really crappy year yeah um going into that third period uh, the, the the scoring would continue on when the captain uh, gets his second goal in in his second game third game back two two goals in three games back i believe um Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, yes. And so that's his 16th on the season, Ferraro and Evander Kane with the assists there. Uh, Logan kind of just has that, like, all I can describe it as a dipsy-doodle kind of goal where it just kind of floats in, you know? It's a floater that that went past Tristan Yari. And, um, you know, again, it was a, another kind of cycle-type goal where they kind of moved it around the horn brought it behind the goal, uh, you know, behind the, the goal line and then um, kicked it out to Logan and he scores. And so, well, dude, w- watching that sequence, Ferraro fires it from the point. Couture parked in front of Yari, gets a piece, goes behind him. And it's like, I feel like I've seen this movie before, <laughs> but I think the names were Burns and Pavelski, but I've seen this before. Right. Right. But but, you know, that being said, the shot from Ferraro was a little bit different than Burns's typical shot. Right. For oh, yeah. I, I think it's a little interesting. I, I don't think that the, it's the same kind of shot that Burns normally puts in um, it. it, it I don't know. To me, it just looked a little different. I think there was a little bit different of a nuance on there. It could also have been because Mario's shooting from his left side and Logan's a left shot as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and where Burns and, and pa- Pavs, Pavs are both righties. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that could be the difference, too. 
But it was good to see the the captain get back on the board, and uh, you know, I I think he missed playing. What do you think? A <laughs> uh, coach after seventeen games, yeah, probably itching to get out there. <laughs> uh, but and then, he even uh, said as much when he came back. He said, you know, because it was coming back right after the trade deadline. You know, team's a little emotional. I don't know if they're. I I don't know that I'd say fragile, but they're emotional. You know, they lost some well-liked guys obviously Brendan Dillon I mean you've seen how he's within a week ingratiated himself in Washington beating the hell out of Malkin will do that but the fact of the matter is you've seen video of Dillon inside the locker room like what was it his second or third game with the caps he gets like player the the player of the game cap from his teammates right. you see him uh, like in the uh, pregame get together and he's already got hey how you doings and different personalized handshakes with different guys already. So you see that and it's like, God damn, you hate to lose that guy. And then we know Marlo and Goodrow were very well liked in the, in the room. So yeah, when you lose three pieces like that, it's going to be tough. So to get Couture back right after all that happens, uh, that's, you know, solid move by the captain. I, I'm just hope, you know, he, obviously he was cleared, but, you know, don't rush back when playoffs are not even in the horizon. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you there. It's 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 for me. I'd rather be safe than starry. And I would have shelved them for the rest of the season, to be quite honest with you. But, you know, I, I think the captain kind of felt the the urge to play. I think he also kind of felt the void in the locker room. And it's like, you know, I kind of felt the need to step up. So. You can't fault him for that. It's good to see that kind of uh, of leadership from him, and um, you know it's always good to see him score goals. You know, at, at, but, the, at the very least, we get to hear Cindy Lawfer, right? Yeah, uh, Sleepy making a great point too is that Ferraro, man, when he gets that puck, he gets it off his stick real fast towards the net. Like, man, if that puck's flat, it's leaving quick. Dude, so it, you gotta it, like that. Yeah, it's it's like I. I it's like he, I don't know, maybe took from <laughs> took from the Burns school of shooting prior to this year, you know, because Burns is now, you know, trying to dust it off, dust it off, dust it off, and and being very hesitant to shoot the puck. Where Ferraro is just like that thing is just coming right off of his stick. That maybe has it on his stick for a second or two just to settle it down, and then it's off. You know, it's yeah. it's. You know, it's 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 just interesting to see those two, the juxtaposition to those two, because you would think it would be opposite. Where you know Burns is the veteran, he knows that he can just get that thing off, and and Ferraro is the rookie, and you know he feels like he has to make that perfect play, but it just seems like it's it's flipped for whatever reason. No. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> well, the whole thing too is that if like this game, it, you sit there after four goals, and you're gone. Oh my God. You know, Kane finally puts away a breakaway. You get Shellman with that great use of the board from Sorensen. Uh, you get Couture tipping in a nice shot from Ferraro. And then to top everything off, Thornton clearly just kind of trying to throw it over to Meyer. And it just, <laughs> just dings off like two penguins in front of the net and just right in for the fifth goal. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I know. I, and, and Timo is just like elated to see Jumbo and Jumbo's like, I didn't do anything. I just, you know, passed it to the slot and it came off of somebody's skate. Um, yeah, it was 
so good to see the elder statesman get his goal and uh you know basically wraps up the night five nothing uh, timo meyer and uh, tim heed on the assists brackets there and uh you know uh, well, Mario Ferraro with a two-point night tonight. Uh, Timo Meyer with a two-point night tonight. Uh, good to see those boys. Oh, Evander Kane with a two-point night tonight. So it's good to see the the big guys, uh, you know, contributing. And this a, was also rookie. Well, this was also uh, Tim Heath's uh, 100th NHL game tonight. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so that, it's kind of nice to see him get on the sheet with, uh, you know, on your 100th game. Lord knows that kid has had to fight for everything he's gotten. I still, well, uh, you know, now that we've seen that injury to Middleton tonight, uh, he might even see more minutes, uh, unfortunately. Uh, not unfortunate that he might see more minutes, but unfortunately the injury to Middleton. But, you know, he'd with 13, oh, basically 14 minutes tonight. Uh, that that might creep up to 15 and 16. And the thing is, uh, the, these, these few games that he... Has anybody, have you heard anyone say like, oh boy, he was really out of position there. He got burned there. I haven't heard that at all. And look, I'm not going down the road, but I'm just saying a lot of the stuff you heard about the guy he's kind of replacing, you're not hearing the same complaints <laughs> for $11 million less. <laughs> I... You're not hearing the same complaints. I, I I can't argue with that. I'll just put it that way. I can't argue with you, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. Um, I, I guess it, we 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 would be remiss if we didn't talk about the injury that uh, <sighs> that Jake Middleton sustained. Basically, takes a cheap shot from um, Hornquist. Horn Patrick Hornquist. Yeah, right in front of the net, and buckles. Basically, is his knee is not supposed to be going in the way it is. Neither is his his ankle, to be quite, you know, quite frank. So I think the kid could be, you know, looking at maybe a shattered ankle and an MCL ACL kind of injury. It could be both. Um, I don't I don't know about his ankle. Like I don't think it's a shattered ankle, but it, there's definitely tears going on there. It wouldn't surprise me if he's done for the season. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's a season of injury and next man up. Uh, you know, I expect this team to be bionic next year at this point. Uh, but like, dude, can we stop losing guys to injuries already? And it does make me wonder, like, who's the next guy? Is it going to be Davidson that we just got? Is it gonna be DeSimone getting a look? Is it going to be Maloche, who was... The last, I mean, Maloche was the last defensive call-up, even right. though he never saw any ice time. Uh, remains to be seen. You also have to feel like if you're the CUDA trying to put something together once in a while, it's like, hey, can you guys be healthy for a couple of games so maybe we, you know, we can get something going? But hey, I know miners feed the the you know the daddy system. I get that, but oof, just a scary, scary injury tonight. You never want to see those. It's. Ugh. You watch it back and, uh, you know, shameless plug. It is on both our Twitter and Instagram if you want to go look at it. Oh, but viewer, yeah. viewer, viewer discretion advised. Uh, the other thing I should tell you, though, is Brody and company have gone off the air. So if you're joining us, welcome to Teal Town USA After Dark. We do this after every single Sharks game. So do us a favor. 
Hit the subscribe button down below and tell a friend if you would. We would appreciate it. Yeah, we would very much appreciate it. We are on the quest for 2,000 subscribers. We are at 1960 so far, so we need 40 more. 40 more subscribers, and we hit the 2,000 mark. So thank you, everybody, for for subscribing if you have already. And if you haven't, please go ahead and hit the bell and hit the subscribe button, and you will get uh, notifications for when we go on. Of course, if you are a long time, you know that we go on after every game. But we also have uh, the notifications for Pucknologist. Uh, I think uh, that's coming out tomorrow. And uh, AJ and crew will be down to break the happenings in the Sharks and the happenings across the NHL. So it'll that be uh, fun. Yeah, it should be fun. It's, al- <laughs> it's always it's always a hoot. <laughs> well, and so I'm trying to think if it was the last show. I think it was. Was it, I think with you and Eric? Uh, I should say the other Eric. Um, that I had said in the chat that. You give Jones one more season. Don't buy him. You give him one more season after some of, of working with Nabby. We've, I don't know if this is the fruits of, you know, labor coming to fruition now after some work with Nabby, but so far Martin Jones, with the exception of one of the losses, the, the four, one loss to the Islanders. You, but aside from that, I mean, he's three and two over his last five, including two shutouts. But again, that Islanders game was just, you know, that was, again, third game in four nights, you know, day game versus the Islanders. You could see everybody, like, the controller became disconnected for half the team. Nobody knew what was going on. And over those times taken as well, too, Jones, uh, in three of those games, got two goals of support over three games. Yeah, I so, mean, I mean, even the loss at New, in New Jersey, right, uh, he posts a 9.20 save percentage in a losing effort you know and, yeah. and so he posts the shutout tonight he posts the the shutout against minnesota um you know i think i'm seeing signs of improvement there i i won't say that he's been cured of all ills but well also- let me have you also noticed too that over that time and i'm just i'm not saying this has anything to do with it i'm just saying it's a coincidence as Jones has looked better and better, as has the Sharks' defense, minus a certain player who is known for standing in front of Jones when goals go by him. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I and I haven't, think haven't they said that? I mean, basically, they've been saying that you know Dell and Jones they've sucked, they sucked last year and they've sucked this year. Right. That's pretty much what has been like the overarching theme. Um, what did they change during that time? I think they spent a lot of money on a guy during that same time. I'm not saying that has any one has anything to do with the other. I'm just pointing out the coincidence. Because <sighs> I'm having fun like that. I know. I, I, I know you're having fun with that. And I mean, I, I again, you, you, you can't argue with that. I, I, you know, what what is the what is the argument to be to that? I, you know, the statistics don't lie. 
and the <laughs> Jerry <laughs> the play in front you know we see it with our own eyes it's definitely looks different um hey how, how do we have 55 watching and only 14 thumbs up come on everybody Eric Carlson he needs a thumb everybody give us a thumbs up right now <laughs> and and here's my deal I thought that I thought that they could make the the two riverboat gambler thing work you know I I really thought that they could do it I really thought that you could have you know EK65 paired with Vlasic or Dylan whoever and and have him sheltered a little bit with a good defensive defenseman on his on his other side I thought that you could get that to work and then I thought that you could get Burns and and Shimek you know, kind of working again, but you know what? Maybe, maybe there is something to that. You can only have one alpha on the back. That, maybe. that could be, I I don't know. It's certainly not going to, I see Dalton Proud's name being mentioned as next man up. No, the dudes, he took another I, set. He ended up on IR. They said they were going to activate him. And then like a day later, they put him on IR. I don't know what is going on with that guy. Uh, clearly went to the Martin Havlat school of hockey playing where you just constantly injured or made of glass. I don't know. He probably tried to get up too quick and like felt lightheaded and I'm not trying to make light of like, you know, CTE issues or anything like that. The dudes had, I mean, the guy went out from having a concussion. The first game back, he returns, he gets into a fight and another concussion. It's kind of like, dude, maybe this isn't the sport for you. Maybe take up tennis or something. No, I I mean I I think that you're I I think that you are on the right track in so far as it's probably not a good idea for him to be playing contact sports anymore. I, mean, I would put it <laughs> I would saying. put it I would put it a little bit more nuanced and, and a little bit more finesse on that, but I I tend to agree with you, AJ. I I, I think that he's done um and, and you know what at this point me looking out for him as a human being, right? I, I I think that that hockey is having adverse effects in his life at this point, and and you would hate to see him, you know, have any kind of 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 long term issues, and and you know we we know how the rough and tumble enforcers have gone on to have major issues. I mean Derek Bugard and and so on and so forth, but. You never want that for anybody, and and so I, I say to him, take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Take care of yourself yeah. first. I know that hockey is in your blood, and that you want to play the game that you love. But the game that you love is is ultimately gonna kill you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I, let, I want to talk about a couple numbers here. Uh, that you know the the Sharks did get a double minor tonight uh, when a high stick drew blood. So happens what are you going to do on occasion but the sharks did four for four tonight so penalty kill starting to work a, a, a scotch better i'll ask you this though are you now you know bergman gets 820 nason who i've really enjoyed so far since picking him up just gets just a shade under 11 suamela shade over 10 i can see those numbers if the sharks are down 3-1 for most of the game you have you held serve the entire game. You looked good. Are you a little surprised that those guys maybe in the last ten minutes of the game, when it's kind of 
in the books already that they didn't maybe get a little more time? Or do you think it's a case of Bugner just rewarding the guys he saw the most from tonight? I think that we have to also consider this point, AJ. I, I think we have to consider that Bugner has an interim tag on mm. on his on his coaching title. And I think that he is coaching or he is coaching right now for a job. And so I don't think that that's necessarily healthy for development of players because the last time I checked in the standings, the Sharks really don't have much to play for. They don't have their first round pick, so they don't have. <laughs> well, that that's why I'm for. saying maybe you give some of the younger guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know. No, no, you're, and that's exact train of thought. The last time I checked, the Sharks are, you know, five games under hockey under hockey five hundred. And well, <laughs> Hugh in the chat saying, "How do the Sharks only have sixty points?" Because they haven't won a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you know, if it were me, I would say. Hell to hell with it. Give Suomela like 19 minutes, you know, 15 minutes. Well, Seems... I'm not going crazy. I'll go 15. <laughs> yeah, but and then the but, conversely, the thing that's scaring the hell out of me, is Brent Burns tipping yeah, it at 30. Yeah, damn near 30 minutes. It's like, dude, let's not burn the old man out. He's literally the oldest guy on the blue line. Maybe not give the old man all the minutes. Maybe uh. And again, I don't want to burn out like Ferraro, but maybe you uh, give heed and whoever ends up being his partner a bit more time on the back end. Because for me, it's just a case of it's also a confidence booster. You know, you play a little bit bigger, have a little more edge in your game when coach is giving you some extra time out there to really work things out and feel comfortable. Yeah, no, you're. I think from a from a perspective of confidence, definitely from a perspective of maturing and um, developing your own game, it's very important to have more minutes, more meaningful minutes. So mm -hmm. I, I, you know, from a from a player development, because at this point the the season's a wash, in my opinion. It, you know, it, it, yeah. it's a wash. It's it's done. It's over. The cake the the crap cake <laughs> is baked. You know, you well, can't somebody, change it. <laughs> somebody said they were out of the play or like they pretty much wrote off the season after being shut out by Detroit on New Year's. Uh, <laughs> with regards to Middleton, though, uh, no updates from Bugner. He said, I haven't talked to the trainers. As you guys can see, it was a lower body. They're probably assessing him now and will know to more tomorrow. Although I don't know if they'll put anything out tomorrow. We shall see. We might not hear anything more until Tuesday prior to the Toronto game. Then again, keep an eye on cap friendly because if you see a call up between now and Tuesday, there's your, uh, you know, next man up, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, if you see a call up, then you can pretty much write him off. I think as, as far as, as season ending, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, cause that, that did not look pretty at all. And again, if you haven't checked it out, check out the Twitter, uh, check out the Teal Town USA Twitter feed. We've got the injury on there. Viewer discretion is advised on that one. Um, yes. it, the it, other thing being is the Barracuda don't play until the second where the Sharks Sharks have that game on the first against, uh, or no, I'm sorry. They don't play until the second. The Sharks play on the third. So maybe you don't hear the call up. Until after the Monday game, True. but you know, it, you could very well see the CUDA saying, all right, guys, there's a spot open. Who wants it? You know, let me see what you got. Yeah, no, I, I could see that being, being also the, uh, 
the way that the, the Sharks roll it because they're they're trying to reward uh, their young guys. And, and I think that that's the way that they, they should play it, to be honest with you. But again, we go, I you know, I, I, I continue to go back to let's develop these players. Let, let's let's take the time to give Suomela 15 minutes. Let's take the time to give Bergman more than eight minutes. I mean, you yeah. know, from even just from the articles that I've read on the Sharks prospect system, like people were high on Bergman. He, he seemed to have, you know, be, be on the upper side of, of the Sharks, you know, weak system. But, you know, there were some people that were a little high on him. So let's see what he can do with some more minutes. Well, why is Sue Amell in the doghouse? You know, it's like gets a game, gets scratched, gets a game, gets scratched. It's like, you know, how do you put together any type of a rhythm if you never know you're going to be playing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, how how do you get some rhythm without having it? So, you know, I think that that's I, – I think I chalk that up to, again, Bob Bugner coaching for his job. And to be quite honest, I don't know that it makes a difference because with the amount of coaching talent that's on the shelf right now, I mean – I don't see Bob Bugner being hired over Gabby or being hired over Laviolette. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't know, AJ. What do, you, what do you think? Do you think that Bob Bugner has a has a shot to be head coach? I think these last seventeen are gonna say a lot about it. If he can get this squad to consistently play like they had tonight, if they can get that out of them for the remainder of this season, I think he makes a strong case for himself. But then it's also an idea of Richie. I don't believe Richie's going to stay up here. You know, and there's a couple of guys that came up, like Nabby, I think (laughs) you leave him up here for now. for sure. But those, you know, does, you know, Sommer and Richie, I think, are going back down next season. So then it's, well, if you do that, then Boogie has to have the opportunity to go and find assistance that he's comfortable with that he thinks is going to work for this system. John, John, thank you very much for the uh, donation in the super chat. Uh, you know, if you'd like to support the show, what we do here, we totally appreciate those uh, super chat donations. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, that, that offensive attack game tonight, if Boogie can get that, out of there. And Steve Crawford, thank you $2 for the $2 for the maid service. Yes, that's why uh, Landy's using the blur filter, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> if we can, if, if Boogie can get that out of this squad for the remainder of it, and you would think you should have something out of there because these young guys, you know, they're, they, they want to be on this team next year. Like they want to make it really difficult for Wilson to justify giving Thornton and Marlowe another season. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that that's true. I, 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 right now though, I, I handicap his chances at maybe 10%. You know, I, I think that that's kind of where I put, put his handicap at, at 10% of, of, coming back as the head coach next year i i well, just think that the that the field is just too wide there's so much coaching talent on 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 the fence right now i i i totally agree with you on that but conversely here's my issue with it boogie's come in and been you know a solid soldier he's had to deal with just r- ridiculous injuries 
Uh, you know, I mean, it's stupid. Couture goes out 17. He loses Hurdle for the season. He loses Carlson for the season. He, in all likelihood, has lost Middleton for the season. And, you know, Middleton was a call-up because Carlson was lost for the season. So there's a lot of stuff. And then you take into account the fact that they sold off three pieces during the trade deadline. So Boogie, I think, has done a lot with very little, I should say, so far. At the very least, he's maintained the status quo. If you look at the record that PDB had versus the record that Boogie had, for quite some time, it was almost identical, and PDB was fired after 33 games. Toronto on Tuesday will be Boogner's 33rd game. So you can literally sit there and go in and, you know, match up the two. But then again, when you look at boogies, you got to take in all the injuries that PDB didn't have to deal with. My question is, if the Sharks go out and get anyone, Gallant, uh, Boudreaux, whoever, anybody they get, what happens to Bugner? Because typically if you bring in a head coach, he wants to hire his own guys, the guys that he's comfortable with. What if this guy's like, no, I got a much, you know, I got a defensive guy that I like a lot more or that I'm super comfortable with. Then what happens to Boogie? You know, that's my whole thing. Right. I mean, you know, Doug Wilson could put the caveat on to any of the head coaching prospects that Boogie has to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that could be a caveat of the job. Um, it, It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Put it to you that way. It wouldn't surprise me if if that was what were was to happen. Although, would Bugner want to stay on as an assistant coach? Because he's you know he he took the <laughs> you know took the bull by the horns after PDB's gone, and he's like, look, I've I think I've done enough to to continue being the head coach. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a question of or the off season is going to be riddled with these kind of questions. And, and I don't think that there's any clear cut answers at the moment. I, I, I agree with you, but, and then the other thing is, is would Bugner sign like a one year deal, you know, like, Hey, let's feel this out a little bit longer. Like we don't want to get completely financially committed to this. And then is that kind of a slap in the face to Bugner? I mean, there's so many things that can happen with all of this and then say that they go with boogie next year and things start off next year. Like they started there and boy, after Doug Wilson has fed us time and time again, of you know, it's a reset, it's a retool, it's never a rebuild and we are going to compete next season. And if you keep boogie and it starts off bad and you didn't go talk to other people. That's definitely going to be one of the things that fans point at saying, well, you know, the Gallant was available. Boudreaux was available. And now I don't want Gallant. I don't want Laviolette. I would take Boudreaux, but you know, I've said it a bajillion times. I'd love to see Marco Stern behind the bench for San Jose, but we'll see how that happens. I mean, Marco is, is right now LA property and I doubt that they would allow him to, to field offers, you know, and, and it would be a good story, you know, have have Marco come home. Um, I also think that he's a good player developer as well. I, I think that he's he's definitely cut his teeth, um, you know, in in lower leagues. I think he was over in Germany and in, in helping their program. Oh, so, he was huge key in that. But correct me if I'm wrong. Boogie was with PDB for a couple seasons and then Florida came in and said, hey, how'd you like to, you know, have your own bench? That, that's, so, that is true. That is true. Maybe so, San Jose makes that offer and says, hey, 
Yeah. You know, guy, guys can quit. <laughs> that is true. I, you know, and, and so, you know, kind of circling around then back to DW, I mean, let's say that the Sharks do come out really slowly again and the the team fails to make the the playoffs you know for a second straight year do we see Hasso finally pull the ripcord on Doug Wilson or do you think that he's so entrenched he's so much Hasso's hockey guy that that that's not really in the in the cards at the moment he's bought himself enough runway <sighs> Is it, I would say that Wilson might, if they, if, if the Sharks miss the playoffs next season, I would say that Wilson might get like room temperature, but I would never call it hot. And the reason being is because Hasso is not here. Right. He doesn't hear the vitriol from the media and the fans like, you know, owners that are local, like Ottawa and whatnot, you know, those owners are there. They hear it, see it in the papers. They hear it. Uh, well, let's be honest. They're never going to hear anything about the sharks on radio here if they were to listen, but <laughs> that, you know, the, there would at least be calls in the media. There would be a lot of stuff saying, you know, or at the very least like request to talk to him. I mean, he talks to the media like once a year. And so I think because he keeps everything at a distance, I think that keeps Wilson's seat safe for the most part. Again, show me a GM who's had more victories over the last 15 years than Doug Wilson. You know, that's going to build up a lot of cachet. And everybody's going to sit there and say, so what? No cups. Yeah, but the whole thing is all that extra revenue that comes in during those playoffs that he can count on almost every year. You, you know what so, so what in your mind then what do you think moves the needle on Doug Wilson's hot seat so to speak do you think that it, it's got to be three in a row I think it'll years, be has I think it'll have years. to be three miss three straight misses then he'll start poking around what if you have another significant decline in season ticket holding do you think that that peaks his interest that's money yeah, but I think you can just look at that and say, well, it's because the team missed the playoffs. But because you think about it, dude, attendance has been on the decline since 14. It's been, it literally has been on the, the, the ugh, been on the decline since the reverse sweep. You can right. just go and look. It's steadily gone down every, you would have thought that going to the final in 16 would have like maybe Revitalized. brought things. Yeah. Like brought it back to where it was like 2012 era. No. <laughs> it it didn't you you had the little bump in 17 of season ticket holders because it was the whole thing hey if you buy season tickets for the 2017 season you'll get playoff tickets now guaranteed so there were certain people that were like yeah i'll just buy i want to go to see the finals so bad in san jose that i will buy season tickets for next year so i can get those and then i'll sell off some maybe i'll go to a couple or whatever but i'll do it for one year i don't care but I'm telling you, I was at the Jersey game on Tuesday, brah. Oh, man, lots of seats empty. The Sharks literally on Twitter giving away tickets. Right. Yeah, no, so, I, I, I saw that too. It, it was it was definitely a depressing look. And uh, the optics of that were not great. 
We're, we're yeah. not great at all. So it's it's interesting. <laughs> uh, I see in the chat uh, people are talking about, uh, you know, when is your uh, fan card? When's it date stamped? <laughs> and, you know, uh, talking about uh, the Teal Town USA crew here. I mean, AJ's a lifer. Puck guy's a lifer. I'm a I was born in 91. So I came I came into existence when the team came into existence. My first jersey was in 95. So, you know, I've I've been a fan uh, since well, yeah, since 95. Yeah, when I first yeah. went to my first game. So, you know, I I have had very fond memories of this team for a long time. I mean, Jerk has been Jerk is younger than me and he has been a fan I probably Late nineties, I would say ninety eight, ninety nine, probably when he no. started his well, fandom. I, so people have seen it. Uh, you know, picture of me with Herbay in ninety yeah. four. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've been quite, I've been around here quite some time. Uh, John, John, thank you very much for the super chat donation. Uh, you know, John, John's uh, stepping up for you for everyone. Uh, where, where, where's everybody else? I'm just saying. No I'm kidding. <laughs> But 64 watching now. We thank you so much for that. If you could hit the subscribe button, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both of those right now, Twitter and Instagram, have the full video of the Middleton injury. If you want to go see it, viewer discretion is advised. And uh, for the sake of EK65, 60 plus watching, where's my thumbs up? <laughs> <laughs> okay all right maybe aj will will give uh some some glowing recommendations of ek65 if we can get 65 thumbs up people <laughs> there we go that'll do it that'll be the only way it happens <laughs> right yeah uh well aj i mean I, i'm in a pretty good mood I, I i think that there's there's a way to even make this mood Better. Oh Christ! All right, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Blow through it quickly, sir. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Yeah, you know what time it is. <laughs> uh, we'll wrap it around the NHL. I'll put that in there for Puck Guy, just so I don't hear it later. Uh, Bruins. I mean, they continue their terror upon the NHL. They beat up on the Islanders for nothing. The Bruins now standing at. 41 wins. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> can, can you see why they didn't care about getting Joe Thornton? I think you can. Yeah, right. Uh, Kings uh, beat the Devils in overtime 2-1. to one. We don't really care about that. Uh, <laughs> Lightning Dude, beat the, the Flames. Suck. <laughs> yeah. uh, lightning beat the Flames 4-3, to three, and that was actually a regulation win, so good on the Lightning. Uh, Blackhawks beat up oh, on the Oh, wait a minute. Well, hold on. It also came out during the show today that Stamkos is going to be out six to eight weeks for the oh, Lightning. Yes, with the uh, with the core injury, right? I think he was he was asked by the organization to have the surgery done. Um, if yeah. I if I read that on Twitter correctly, because I think he wanted to try and stick it out, but the organization kind of stepped in and's like, no, 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 we want you to get that surgery done. So he's mm -hmm. on the shelf six to eight weeks. Does that affect Tampa's run? <laughs> Could we see top line Barkley Kudrow in Tampa? <laughs> that would that would be great. Oh my goodness! Ah, uh, no, I kid, I kid, people. Uh, but yeah, no, interesting news out of the Lightning camp for sure. Uh, Blackhawks beat the Panthers three to two in a shootout. Ooh, uh, Sharks Avalanche legend Mike Hoffman getting a goal in that one. 
Yeah, uh, Sharks, uh, Sharks Hall of Famer uh, Mike Hoffman. Uh, Avalanche beat the Predators three to two. Fine, you know, kind of putting a halt to the Predators' ascension. You know, they were kind of getting hot. So they cools them down a skosh, but uh, be interesting to see because that that Central Division is heating up again, and the Predators are starting to remember how to play hockey. So look out. Uh, Maple Leafs uh, get get a win on the Canucks, four to two. Maple Leafs now sitting at thirty five wins. You're wondering maybe they're getting a little bit on a roll and kind of starting to figure it out. Although it, it, with the Maple Leafs, who knows? We won't know anything until playoff time and you know a game seven implosion. You know, I, I think that that's probably where Oof. we'll where we'll figure it out. Uh, Canadians beat the Hurricanes four to three. Ottawa beats the Red Wings in the shit bowl four to three in the shootout. Uh, Coyotes beat up on the Sabres five to two. And the Blues beat up on the Stars four to three in the shootout. Well, not really beat up, but they beat them in the shootout. And uh, yeah, in, a, in a, another interesting game to see who's fighting for tops in that central division. I think the Blues still kind of have a pole position there, but it is definitely Dude. heating up. Are, are, do you think we're going to see a rematch? I, I, you know what, it it, it would be interesting, to, especially to see with how the the stars stacked up in the off season. You know, basically bulking up with with a lot stars. Of, what are you talking about? Stars and blues. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Are we going to see a rematch for the final? Oh, oh, a rematch of the final. Yeah, I mean, yeah, both blues. teams are leading their conference. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be. I mean, it, we we could have a Detroit Red Wings, uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Penguins, yeah, part de, so to speak. You know, with the uh, Blues and um, Bruins. I, 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 you know, I, I see both of those paths being quite open. I mean, who outside of the Stars, I, I, who I see as the only obstacle for the Blues getting back to the Stanley Cup final to be quite honest. You don't think Colorado? No. No, I, I, I think the Blues prove that they can dismantle dismantle Colorado's speed. And, you know, I think Colorado still is is a year out from pure dominance. I think the injuries this year, especially to Miko Rantanen, have been really, really difficult for them to weather. Um you know, I think it's house money right now for Colorado. A little uh, bit. Be- yeah. I and that, dude, and I hate to say it. Dude, ever since PDB came to Vegas, dude, dude, they're on an eight-game win streak, bro. Eight, one, and one in their last ten. How fucking frightening is that going to be? And remember, you always get your best PDB your first year of PDB. So, damn, is what I'm saying. And, uh, dude, what happened to my Canucks? Those guys have not looked good over their last ten. You know, Edmonton. They missed McDavid for a little bit, but they're, you know, they got they got him back. But Drysaddle had two tonight. But I mean, you got Calgary only a point out of the top three in the Pacific. the The Pacific is going to be real interesting to watch. Arizona, Arizona only two points out from Vancouver. Dear Lord, it's going to be. You know what the whole thing is? This is great. Is that I know that my team is not in it, so I can sit here and go, go ahead, kill each other. I don't yeah. care. I don't have a dog in this race. I doesn't see matter the blood to me. Pl- I, you know, I'm cheering for the bloodbath, right? Yeah, <laughs> blood, not my sports, monkeys, blood, not my sports. circus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't even care. Don't even care. 
you know, just but, don't, just don't, uh, just don't hurt my Joe Pavelski, right? You know what? He'll he'll always be number one in the heart. Well, the and see, that's the whole thing is that like, okay, you can root for Pavs in Dallas, you can root for Goudreau in Tampa. The thing is, Washington and Pittsburgh with Dillian Marlowe, they both play in the Metro. Only one of those teams has a hope, uh, you know, can make it to the final without going through the other one. So, Bronny in Philadelphia. I mean, you could you could root for Bronny in uh, Philadelphia. Eh, it's not the same. Yeah, I mean, right. you, I mean, if that's the, you can't make me root for Philly, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it for <laughs> any reason whatsoever. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I, you know what? I've always had a soft spot for uh, for Ron Hextall. I I just I, I love the way that he played goaltender, and so you know I. Oh, I, that dude was a man among boys. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. And then uh, Winnipeg uh, losing to the Oilers tonight, three to two, and and Winnipeg kind of in danger of of falling out of this thing. I think they're tied right now with Nashville, but of course Nashville's got three games in hand on Winnipeg. Um, so I think the bottom is starting to fall out on the on the Winnipeg jet, so to speak. <laughs> you know, they've they've dropped their bomb load, and uh, you know what I think. I think they're going to miss. And and you know what? They did a lot better than I expected them to do, especially with yeah. how depleted that blue line is. They they have surpassed my expectations point-wise. I thought that they were going to be bottoms of, of the Western Conference with that blue line on paper. All right. we The Sharks have 17 games left. How great would it be if they went, I don't know, 13 and four or something like that. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> because remember we're getting to that part of the season where you might see guys seeing limited time because their playoff spot is set. Like they're not playing for anything. Um, you know, Toronto coming up next has not been playing good hockey. We, they got beat by a fucking Zamboni driver. Okay. So not, you know, not huge Minnesota. Scary team. Stalock has been playing very well in goal for Minnesota. It's kind of the the story that you're not hearing in hockey right now is Minnesota not playing horribly. I mean, they're on a three game win streak right now, six three and one over their last ten. It's you know, hello, Colorado comes in. That could be a tough game for the Sharks. Uh, you know, they're still pissed about last year. Then you get Ottawa. If you don't fucking beat Ottawa, I swear to God, okay. Then that road trip is going to be tough at Chicago, at St. Louis, at Dallas, at Colorado. That's going to be horrible. But say you go three and one over that. You look at this. If they, man, I'm telling you, 17 games. If they can pull 12 wins out of the next seven games, it's going to piss Ottawa off so much because of that draft pick. I'm just saying. It'll yeah. be a lot of fun to do. <laughs> John, John, thank you again for, uh, for chiming in. Oh, Jerk <laughs> is always down for the Yotes, bud. He's always down for the, where are they right now? They are they're, they're, they're two out. points. Yeah. They're two points, um, out well, of they're, the top three, but there's a three way tie for the second of wild, wild card. card. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is dude, Nashville, three games in hand, bruh. Vancouver, three games in hand, Edmonton, two games in yeah. hand, and Vegas, a game in hand. So, so I, Arizona, I think the Darcy, runway, Dude, Darcy Kemper, you should be like well rested. <laughs> like, make a run, bro. Although yeah. the other thing too is like uh, they need to start putting Phil Kessel on milk cartons. 
Oh like, my god. Where the hell has he been? Yeah, and then, you know, superimposed next to him Taylor Hall. I mean, those two, you know, you you thought okay, maybe you get Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel together, you, you can get some playmaking and get some sniping together, but oh my god, like it it's it's <laughs> like a black hole of of scoring there. Dude, Phantom 44 in the chat Hoffman was my favorite shark. <laughs> Yes. Oh, dude. Co- comment of the night. Oh, Jerry F. Throwing down a fiver. Thank you so much, Jerry. We always appreciate a fin. Hello. That is a shark thing. Also a reference for a $5 bill. So thank you very much for supporting. Great win tonight for our sharks. Feels great to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. Any win we'll take at this point. Right, AJ? <laughs> um, oh, dude, I just, I, you know what? I don't even care about wins right now. Skate like you did tonight. Bring the effort that you brought tonight for the final 17, and I can't be mad at you. You know what? And it's like, man, if we could clone Mario Ferraro and make, you know, clone him for the rest of the team. Oh, my God. I love this guy's hustle. I love his energy. Uh, He just, oh, he's like the defensive hurdle. Just always smiling, always in a good mood. Happy to be Uh, there. Yeah. And just all. yeah, enjoying life. Oh my God, if we could clone that guy, holy hell, man! And you know, I did think that you know he he wasn't used to the eighty-two grind, and he did hit a little bit of a wall there for a little bit, but he's broken through. Uh, you know, <clears throat> you might see that he could be like the next next Vlasic for the Sharks, oh, where he I, just comes up and just plays. You know, for the next fifteen years. Yeah, well, I mean. He- I was telling Puck guy, he, he reminds me of of Braun in his first year. Remember when Braun had that scoring touch when he was first brought up, you know, and 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 we thought, okay, man, this guy is going to be a good two way defenseman. He's going to be able to push the puck up, and he's going to be a defensive stalwart, and he can throw in, you know, a nice goal here and there. You know, that's what really Ferrar really reminds me of is is a is an early Braun before he was. Before he was tainted by Mark Edward Vlasic's, you know, <laughs> t- t- defensive acumen, you know what I mean? But uh, no, I'm 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 in love with this kid right now. I do. I can't say good enough things about him. The only thing that makes me nervous, of course, is th- I mean, this is the right play. Is that somehow the Sharks have him for another two years at less than a mil? I think that's going to end up being like one of the biggest v- bargains values yeah. ever for the next two years the only thing that makes me nervous then is what do you have to do in 22 23 if you still have vlasic burns and uh ek65 on this roster because ferraro that kid is you know he's gonna demand five six somewhere well, in that neighborhood and then what happens in a two years imagine this scenario his final year in two years he is paired with Ryan Merkley, and they just fucking set it on fire. I, Ooh. you know, I, you know, I, I think that that's that's an interesting call, but we also have to remember that he's RFA, so he doesn't have as much rights yeah. as a UFA. So you've got arbitration. You don't want to ever use that card, mind you, because that burns a lot of bridges. But you know, he, he, the let's put it. 
put it this way. The ball is definitely more in the Sharks' court. They are in the driver's seat of the negotiations than he is. So yeah. that that is the nice thing to have, uh, you know, the young guys step up for sure. Um, but I'm just saying, Amherst, you know, when when you if you still when you're in that negotiating area and you still have thirty million dollars committed to the defense. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I, I'm I, sorry, I, not thirty million, twenty twenty five, but still. No, I I I, I hear you. I, you know, again, it's it's it. We go back to that alpha male and alpha contract thing, right? I mean, it's, it's not yeah. good. It's it's not good. That's but. yeah. They they're gonna have to move Burns before them. But boy, if you can, I I I, I don't have a problem with seeing Vlasic and Ek as the top pair, and then the second pair being. Ferraro and Merkley, if that works out. Ooh, yeah. Talk to me, Daddy. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah I want, buddy. I want, I want some more of that cooking. Fucking uh, A. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out for sure. Um, I, you know, again, if you guys haven't already, check out the back catalog of, of Teal Town USA videos. We might have a Mike Hoffman tribute video buried somewhere in there. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, and the other thing too that we are that we, you know, we're sitting here talking about guys like Shellman. Um, you know, there's some of the youth, Noah Gregor, but remember there's gonna be guys like Blickfeld trying to make a move. All the talk that we heard last summer about uh Schmielewski and Chekovic haven't seen them once yet, although uh Oh my God! Earlier today with the Cuda game, unfortunately they lost four three in overtime. But Schmilevsky or Shemilevsky or however you want to say it, um, he came so close to having like the ESPN number one play of the night. If he buries that puck, holy hell! Don't believe me? Go look at our Twitter feed. The GIF is on there of the move that I or, uh, that Sasha threw down there. Oh boy! Oh boy! But the other two pieces that are, aren't really being talked about, Jasper Weatherby and John Leonard. John Leonard, yeah. No, I, I, I was exactly thinking the same guy. He's he's very interesting, a very interesting prospect. We'll see how he comes along. And and Merkley as well. I mean, he is lighting it up on the London Knights. If you guys haven't uh, checked it out, London does a great job of, of posting highlight packages. I would highly recommend you guys go seek them out. But the kids... Lighting it up? And we haven't heard anything bad, you know, but, like, and that organization, I mean, it's first class. I mean, I mean, Chris Tierney, it was a, was a third line center coming out of there and he was, you know, became an NHL regular. That's, that goes to show you how the, the Hunter brothers do it up there. I mean, they, they no, but I'm just, I'm saying that, that, you know, that Merkley got traded you know, what was it from the Pete's to the Knights or whatever? And there was a lot of like, wow, wow, why would you make that trade unless there's something going on with Merkley and no one knows? Either way, uh, we haven't heard anything coming out that like, oh, Merkley's got a problem. He's a, you know, he's got anger issues or he's an issue in the dressing room or we haven't heard any of that so far. So that's all good signs because remember, that's essentially. That Merkley was literally on people's do not draft list. 
Right. <laughs> you know, so. No, and, and I think what, where I was coming from in so far as the strength of the organization is is that he has a good support system there, right? If there was mm-hmm. a team, if there was a, a, a junior team that could help this kid mature, definitely sending him to the London Knights was was the right call. Right yeah. call for and his if, development. And hey, next season, if uh, at least during camp or whatever, man, hopefully he like stays with the Burns family. And, you know, because Burns seems to like live the right life and, and, you know, does things the right way. So, yeah, point him in that direction. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'd love for him to, to bill it with, uh, with Burns and um, maybe not go with EK65. Oh, I don't think he would allow it. He'd be like, oh, no, sorry, my daughter takes up all three rooms. Sorry. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> right. I, just, just, just saying, just because, you know, maybe the attitude is a little different with the Burns family. But Diva-esque I, I, at the EK65 household. I'll digress. <laughs> Anyhow. I will not. <laughs> Well, AJ, we're we're hitting the hour and eight minute mark. We, you know, we can wrap. Oh. Yeah, we can wrap really hard all the time. So, uh, where can the people find you? What's your final thoughts? Uh, AJ underscore strong on all the social media. Final thought is bring this same effort that you had tonight for the next seventeen games. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There, um, again, we are the the season's a wash. But that doesn't mean that we can't focus on the process. Doesn't mean that we can't focus on having players mature. Let's get some more uh, ice time for the Leon Bergmans of the world and the Tim Heeds of the world. And as far as where you can find me, you can find me on all of social media garbage using my first name. That's E R I K, spelled the right way, L A N D I. And if you haven't already, Please, please, please check out all of our different social media outlets for Teal Town USA. Of course, we're on the Reddit, we're on the SoundCloud, we're on the Google Play, the Stitcher. Pretty much wherever you can find podcasts, you can find us. (laughs) So for all of us here at uh, Teal Town USA, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and we will see you next game. Subscribe. Subscribe.